Hi guys, we're your hosts Jillian and Kaylin, and this is Teach Me How to Adult, a podcast on all the things you never learned growing up, like how to buy a home, manage stress, crush your love life, land your dream job, and how to love yourself more, because we could all be a little kinder to ourselves. We're still figuring out how to get our shit together, so we're calling in the experts and the hustlers for some real talk and legit tips on how to live your best life. Adulting isn't easy, but we got you. Hi friends, welcome to this week's quickie, our super fast take on all the adulting things that matter to you. Before we dive in, make sure you're subscribed and follow us on Insta at Teach Me How to Adult Media and on TikTok. We are old millennials trying to be young, so like seriously, throw us a bone. Help us out and <laughs> follow us, us at Teach Me How to Adult. We're going to do some fun shit there, but we will not be dancing. Don't come to this space for dancing. Anyways, okay, <laughs> today we are tackling a subject that most of us will experience at some point throughout our careers. A lot of you have asked about it before. We've gone through this in our own careers, and that is how mm-hmm. to get the raise you deserve, how to approach the conversation, how to build the case, how to get that bag. And we wanted to start off by just calling it out like it is because most women do shy away from asking mm-hmm. for what they deserve whether it's imposter syndrome or this like feeling that you're greedy if you want to ask for more money but like girl you deserve to be fairly compensated for your time 100% and in this economy no one can afford to be underpaid no. okay no. inflation is at an all-time high it is madness out there so if you are getting paid less than you deserve you are basically letting your company steal from yeah. you essentially they're taking advantage of you so you got to go out there and and confidently ask for what you deserve agreed that is the pep talk a lot of us needed to hear thank you and i'm fired up <laughs> we, we are fired up and to be honest it is way easier to negotiate a raise when you're applying for a new position instead of trying to get a big raise when you're in a position like you know you might get small incremental raises year over year if you work at a humane company which sometimes i have not but right off the bat it is easier to just go in from the get go with the compensation that you deserved and then you're moving it up yeah. with with you as you progress rather than just trying to get to the place you wanted to start at so always do the negotiation right from the get-go I know as a freelancer that can that can look different for us versus salaried employees but I've really over the past two years gotten a lot better at shooting my shot when I set my rates yeah girl and then adding a bit more because I know that I'm innately undervaluing myself and I'm always like scared that if I say too mm. much I'll, I'll lose the opportunity but you know what if someone is hiring you because they think you're good at the work that they want they're not going to turn you away they're just going to come back with a different price I love that it's like know your worth and then add 10%. Yeah. It's like tax. Yeah. Add the I'm awesome tax exactly. to whatever you're quoting for yourself. And what you said about being scared to ask for what you deserve because they might, I don't know, rescind the offer and not want to work for you. I was so worried about that too, applying for you know nine to five jobs. I was so scared to ask that. And I think it was Emily, the recruiter, who told us like, no one will ever take an offer away from you. They'll just come back and tell you what's possible. Yeah. So don't let that hold you back. They've decided they want you. Like when they have asked you to work yeah. for them or when they've offered you a project or reached out for your services, they want they like you. you. So, you know, tits up. Yeah. Go for it. Tits up. And there's other things that you could ask for too. Like you can ask for more vacation. If they can't give you the salary that you want all up front, maybe they can give you a signing bonus to make up for the difference that you get in your first year. I did that with my most recent job and it made me feel really great yeah. about accepting the offer that I got. And if you're like in a sales job or a commissioned employee, usually you have like pending commission and it's so hard to leave a job because you're like, oh fuck, I could get, I could make like whatever, however much money. If you let them know, they may 
give you that as a one-time signing bonus mm-hmm. or a portion of it. So you're not always leaving money on the table. And you know what? If you're contractor freelance, because I think like 40% of the workforce is moving towards that right now, that yeah. still applies to you. If you're working for a company or a person and they can't meet you at your rate, whether it's hourly or retainer, you can also ask them for other things. You can ask them to use the services that they are providing for free. Like let's say you're doing copywriting for freaking massage clinic. Okay, well, I get free massages then as part of the compensation. Or if you're working for someone super influential um, and there's a budget and it's less than what you would normally charge, you can also ask for some opportunities within their network and for some referrals, for some introductions. So you can always find an edge that will allow you to work with the people you want to work with in a way that feels fair and in a way that properly compensates you. Totally. I would just add to try to get that in writing. If it's not in a formal document, text message, email, whatever you can do, get it in writing. Great point. Okay. And a quick gut check because we are absolutely all about everyone making that money, getting what they deserve. Love that for you. But there also needs to be an element of real talk to this where we address that just because you are a human with a job does not mean you're entitled to a raise. And this might be an unpopular opinion. Correct. (laughs) But it is a true opinion because truly, if you are going to go and advocate for yourself, make sure that, you know, you kind of check some of these boxes. Number one, if you are legit underpaid, so if you've checked industry standard, you've talked to colleagues, you've talked to other people in similar roles at similar industries, and you have realized that you are fully underpaid, you have a case to make. Mm -hmm. And then also going with more than that, I don't think a lot of managers are going to respond well to like, hey, you're underpaying me. So you also really want to prove your value and everything that you're doing. So check yourself and be very honest about whether you're performing beyond expectations or whether you're just kind of doing, you know, what's in the job description. Because what's in the job description is what you agreed to do when you were paid the rate that you agreed to. And then also keeping up with general cost of living and inflation is a fair yearly thing to bring up. So if in the past two or three years, people in other like arms of the business that you're at have been given, you know, two or 3% raises each year for inflation, or if people in other companies in the same industries are, you know, continuously getting a bit of a bump every year for cost of living and you're not, you have a case to make for why, considering you're doing a great job, considering cost of living, we should reevaluate what I'm getting paid. Yeah. So if you check some of those boxes, you're underpaid, you are fucking overperforming, your salary has not gone up in years despite inflation, you have a leg to stand on. And there are some tips on yeah. how to broach that conversation and how to really advocate for yourself. Yeah, because it does take some prep work. This is not a conversation that you could just go into willy-nilly and hoping for the best. So This is your turn to be like a courtroom lawyer. <laughs> there you go. And actually, I think it shows a lot of leadership if you approach this conversation in a very like professional and calm and factual manner mm-hmm. and with confidence. Factual is key because this can be like a really passionate, emotional, personal feeling. Like if you yeah. feel you're being underpaid – it is really easy to go in there with guns blazing and you're like, you're fired up and this is personal. Your emotion. But that is, yeah. emotion is not the place for this. This is pure fact. And that is this first point, which is track your wins. Mm-hmm. You really want to keep track of all your wins and praises that you got throughout the year. So, you know, times when you absolutely crushed it at a project, over exceeded expectations on the project, other team members were giving you praise for it. You've got email screenshots, Slack message screenshots, whatever you can gather. 
were there problems that you solved for your manager or your team that, you know, were above the scope of your job description? And it also helps to go back to your job description. Mm -hmm. If you can't find it, because it's not on the internet anymore, you can ask your HR business partner to send it to you. They won't be weirded out. People ask for it all the time. And you can look back at it and see all the ways that you're doing way more than what was expected when you first signed that salary. Oh, I love that. You can also, along the way, you can find people on your team who are your advocates and your cheerleaders. So if someone is continuously saying how much they love working with you, what a big difference you've made, what a great team member, what a great manager, whatever it is, you can approach those people and say, you know, I'm having some conversations with my boss that I'm really excited about. I'd like to be able to call upon you to provide some testimonials or to kind of vouch on my behalf for the project that we worked on together. Yeah. If you got your facts, you got your numbers, you got the receipts to back up why you should be promoted. Mm -hmm. Next thing you want to do is do your research on salary ranges. Mm -hmm. Knowledge is power here. So you really want to try to figure out what range you should be getting paid for, both from your experience level, the position that you hold, and then the industry that you're in. True. You got to factor all three of those things. Also the location. For example, a marketing manager in Toronto would probably get paid a lot differently than a marketing manager in North Bay. So do your research. And if you have no idea, there's tons of websites out there like Payscale or Glassdoor. Sometimes even LinkedIn will tell you salary ranges. I think only if you have premium. But take a look and it'll give you a range based on the role and the location so you have some sort of an idea. That's a great idea. And if you're a freelancer as well, there's a lot of Facebook groups that I'm a part of that range everything from like freelance creatives in Canada to female freelancers in North America. Everything you could think of, there is a group for. And people are very open and transparent sharing their experience levels and how much they charge people for different. So if if you're doing freelance email marketing, you will be able to find a group where everyone is like, okay, I work in New York. I've been doing this for 10 years and this is how much I charge for email marketing as a specialist. Oh my God, I'm so jelly. That is fantastic. It's such a good resource. And it's kind of wild that it's like 2023 and we aren't transparent with salary ranges. And you basically have to like go on a research project to figure out what you need to get Well, it's also so different based on the industry, you know? So if if you have this transferable skill, like if you're doing copywriting, you may have a an amount that makes sense to you based on I've worked in healthcare and tech. And then if you go work in like Mm -hmm. media, you're going to probably make less. So it's tough across industry when you haven't had exposure to different industries of what, what the norm is like a marketing manager in traditional movies these days might not make what a marketing manager at like a a disruptive tech company is making quite literally my situation. Correct. (laughs) I just described Kaylin. That's also a good point is If you love what you do and you don't want to not keep that profession, you could try to do that same job in a different industry that maybe pays a little bit more. To your point, like tech pays a lot more than traditional media. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you might be selling your soul a little bit because it's not as flashy and sexy and fun, but you're making way more and you're getting compensated fairly. Just throwing that out there. Another option. 100%. If you've also done all of that and you still can't figure out what the fuck you should be making, like all answers are pointing to something different, you can apply to other jobs. I know it's like a full-time job to get a job, so you you don't need to take it super seriously. You can just go on a bit of a research mission and in a low-stakes way apply to a few jobs just to generally see what the scope of pay range is for those jobs. 
you can also do it if you're unhappy and just kind of see if you're being paid a comparable amount to others and you might realize, oh shit, I have a pretty good at this company. Or you'll walk away being like, wow, yeah. this is absolute ball sack and I'm not being paid fairly at all. And that is <laughs> how is I left one of my last full-time jobs that I had. I wasn't really happy. I felt I was being underpaid. I was gently job hunting and I had an agency approach me, interviewed with them, found out how much they were paying and was like, wow. Okay. This is another tip. Once you enter negotiations with your current company, you can use those other offers as leverage. And, you know, I'm not saying to be Mm -hmm. a monster and be super manipulative and be like seeking out leverage all the time. That's not how you necessarily (laughs) want to live. But if these opportunities... exhausting too. Yeah. If these opportunities are organically arising for you or you've been doing research and in the process you've been offered a job, you can take that to your manager and say... I love working here or maybe you don't and you fucking lie or maybe you're just pretty neutral about it and you say I would like to continue working here and contributing to this team and to this role but I have had another offer at another company and it is 15% more or however much more it is 20% more and I just wanted to see what opportunities there are for me if I were to stay if that it's possible to have it matched or if that's not even in the budget in the near future for a role like mine then that's good for me to know now so I can make a decision. What's good is you were prepared going into that conversation. You gave them the chance to fight for you or try to make it work. Yeah. If they're not willing to fight for you, that's a fucking clear answer. Even if they're not willing to come back with a bit. Yeah. Like if they're just flat out like, yeah, yeah, no, this is like, this is our cap already on this role. Then it's like, okay, goodbye. But going into that conversation, you should do some prep work of what you're comfortable with, what your ideal outcome is. If they can't match exactly, what am I looking for here? So decide on what your plan is going to be if your boss says no or if they don't meet what you asked for, you know, because now you've gone in there and beat your chest and been like, hey, I've got a better offer. So are you going to leave if you don't get it? Because you should have a bit of a plan. Otherwise, you know, jokes on you. (laughs) You can also, though, like what I did in that case was I said, well, if I do stay because I believe in what we're doing here and, you know, I really like the team. Is there a specific time frame in which we can revisit this and the team might have more budget to send my way? So oh, that's nice. you can talk yeah. about that time frame, when you can revisit it, what your goals are. And so I did that, had that conversation and didn't really like the outcome. And so good. I bid them good day. But you can also ask for something <laughs> else. You can ask for more paid time off, performance bonus, more yep. professional development opportunities. Or you can also, if you were kind of bullshitting them, and you don't really have another offer that you want to accept, you can at least bide your time and now know some information that you didn't know before, which was I will not be getting a raise anytime soon here. And so I can now quiet quit and job hunt on the side. That's also an option, just saying. Well, and it's helpful because there's nothing worse than like sitting around at a job hoping you're going to get, you know, a raise at the end of the year and it not coming and you being extremely disappointed. So at least you're getting that info early. Speaking of end of year, you want to time your ask appropriately for when you're going for gold and wanting that raise because there's usually a mid or year end review at most companies and that is the best time to ask. You don't want to ask right after because the money's already gone that would have been allocated towards your raise. So make sure you're starting those conversations around that time, ideally even before your formal discussion that you have with your boss. And you want to take the initiative to set up the meeting with them, like put it in their calendar, say career and compensation discussion so they know exactly what the hell they're going into. Mm -hmm. And it can just be a short meeting, but you want to make sure 
it's in person or on Zoom and that you're taking the initiative to set it up. The hardest part is just like getting the balls to set up the meeting. So once you've done that, you're halfway there. For sure. Halfway on the way to your panic attack. Yeah. Halfway on the way to needing that Xanax. To help with those nerves, you are probably going to want to practice your pitch and you want to keep it tight. Keep it tight like a tiger. A minute quick pitch of you making your case on why you deserve a raise. And this is performance-based and this is research-based. It is not about your financial decision or the fact that you want to buy a house next year or you want to have more kids, whatever it may be that is on your Nothing personal. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Nothing personal. Business case. No emotion. Emotion free. Emotion has got a gauche. Okay. <laughs> Get this girl on a poetry slam. <laughs> emotion has got a gauche. Mix up a poche. And I deserve the moche. <laughs> I don't know if we're still going to have a podcast after this one. <laughs> I don't know either. And that's Are you guys still there? The last episode Hello? they ever did. <laughs> okay. Bringing us back in. Just make it brief and concise. State why you love your job, your current company, even if you don't. Pretend. They need to know you're in it for the long haul. So yeah, like, exactly. You might need to do a bit of bullshit and talk about your investment in this company because no one wants to give a raise to someone who's like trying to dip in a year. Exactly. And like we said, state all the ways that you've exceeded expectations. Don't be listing off your job description that you're doing everything to a T. You got to show that you're performing at a level that's even more senior than the position that you're in. Yeah. Or you've just taken on extra work. Yeah, that's a good point because I really do think a lot of people approach raises as like look what a great job I've done of my exact job well I don't know if a lot of people know this but you at least at the companies I've worked at if I'm trying to get my employee a raise I have to like put a case together myself Mm -hmm. so I'm taking this elevator pitch that you're giving me and then also adding to it and telling HR all the ways that you've exceeded expectations so that I can get a portion of that promotion pile for you that's a really good point. Like help your boss help you. Yeah. You are fucking handing them something they can use to support you. So you are making everyone's life easier by putting together this this pitch. This beautiful gift. This beautiful gift, which we are bestowing upon you now yes. as well. Basically, your final sentence will be something like, based on these reasons of all the ways I've exceeded expectations and what I know about industry standards, is there an opportunity to increase my compensation? And then you shut the fuck up. You don't say anything. Shut you the go fuck silent. up. You shut the fuck up. Okay? Because if you ramble and babble on, it's just gonna it's just gonna ruin your case. It's not gonna be good. So just shush and you throw it on them. And now the ball is in their court and it's up to their your boss to take this information and do something with yeah. it. You've totally done your part. That's such a power move too, to like drop the facts, drop your case, keep it so tight, and then sit back and let them fill that empty space with responses yeah because you never know what in their in their discomfort with silence might throw out there that can be of benefit to you like that's when they might throw out some knowledge that's like oh you know what I know that there's like a freeze right now or they might be like you know Mm -hmm. what I am gonna fight for you but you, you never know but throwing it back on them and just sitting in that silence and then having them respond is a baller move it's the best thing you can do oh I love that That reminds me of our episode, episode 26, all about negotiations. So if you are entering a negotiation and going into either a new position or you've you've broached a raise and now you're negotiating, listen back. Episode 26 with Fotini Iconomopoulos. Lots of great tips in that one. Such a good one. And that's it. That's the path ahead of you to the raise that you deserve if you're working your butt off. So we really hope this helps you find the courage to confidently ask for what you deserve 
to go get it, to make your case, to have your day in court. You got this. So there you have it, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard today, it would mean the world to us if you would subscribe and leave a comment or a rating. And we'd love it if you would share this with your friends by screenshotting the episode and sharing it on social by tagging at Teach Me How to Adult Podcast and DM us with any topics or guests you'd like to hear on the show. See you next time. Bye. Bye.